Welcome to the Rescue Church Podcast. You are listening to a message from our Wednesday night service. But tonight I'm going to preach a message. I actually pre- I had the opportunity to speak on while in Dominican Republic at the church we were at on a Sunday morning. Call, and we're calling it The Blessing because we are focusing on number 6, 23 to 26. And, you know, when I'm asked to speak, it's... I know I don't know how it is for for others who who have taught, but it's like I kind of like God. What what is it do you have for me? And sometimes he'll kind of drop, kind of either a story or some verses, and then all of a sudden like okay, let me look into this, and then like it it gets expanded like whoa, like wow, God of what you have. And don't wait tonight. I got the official uniform, the All Saints <laughs> shirt. Abner even gave me a hashtag, so I'm ready to go tonight. I'm ready to go. So again, we're going to be focusing on Numbers 6, 23 to 26. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Jesus. Beautiful, right? And think, and to the, the song that came out a couple years ago, a lot of people know these verses, right? Thank you, Cody Carnes and uh, all those, Carrie Job and all those people, right? But then I was like, okay, what is it about these verses? And so I went into the program we have, and the, many scholars say that God was very meticulous in saying the Lord three times. That's right. That's not an accident. God is not an accidental God. God is a very intentional God. He does things very intentionally. So there's a reason why there's three. And he's speaking to the Trinity. And so I saw that, I read that like, whoa, okay. So let me look into this further, because what does pastor say here? The Bible interprets the Bible. And I even said that at the church. We cannot allow our feelings to interpret the Bible. We cannot allow our experiences to interpret the Bible. I've seen that. Or culture to interpret the Bible. I've seen that, and it's such a dangerous place to be, where you start to then try to fit scripture into what the culture says or fit scripture into what your experience say when no your the bible interprets the bible and that's what has to be what tells us what this means right so let's look into this so we have three verses here right we have 24 25 and 26 so we're going to focus on but there's a reason why we also started really at 22 i wrote 23 there it's really 22 and to all the way down to 27 there's a reason why I included the whole thing in there. But let's start breaking this down. So we want to break down 24 is God the Father, 25 is the Son, and 26 is the Holy Spirit. So we're going to, but first, before we break it down, let's talk about context, right? Deb did a great job last week talking about when you read something to look in the context yep. of it, right? Because we were not the original audience. That's right for most of the speakers here. We are not Moses. We are not the Israelites. In the New Testament, God, 
revelation. He's not talking to America. There are certain, certain you know, audiences that were there and we were not. Now, can we glean from that? Of course, the Bible is for us. But we were not the original audiences, so we do have to look at the, the context. So what's the context here? God is speaking to Moses. In this time, it's about a year from when they left it, um, Egypt, right? A year after Exodus. God is speaking to Moses to give him the strategy, the template, the blueprint of setting up camp, putting his presence in the center, right? Putting his t the tabernacle in the center, already setting that up for something we can already learn from, that his presence has to be the center. God has to be the center. So again, God was giving Moses the blueprints for the camp. He was giving him structure and he was giving him laws. Now, this is actually the very end of that. This is the last thing in this, cont in this time. This is the last thing God is giving Moses, is how Aaron and his sons shall bless the people of Israel. So what does it mean? Aaron, not just Aaron, Aaron and his sons, that means this is something that's supposed to be passed down from generation to generation. That's what that beginning part means. But what's interesting is that two chapters after this, just I'm not two chapters, a few chapters after this, they're leaving this camp that they were set up for a while. And a, a trip that should have taken two weeks took 40 years because of disobedience, because of mistrust, because of many things. But what's interesting, how now I know that can speak to many of us here that sometimes something that we were only supposed to go through for a short time, but because of how we responded, how we reacted, how we fought, how we made that time a lot longer. But God is still faithful. They still went to the promised land. Now, was it God's intent for them to take 40 years? No. <laughs> God's, but sometimes our own will can get in the way, our own mouth yep. can get in the way. So now let's start, I wanna start breaking it down. Now we know the context, again, God is speaking to, to Moses, and giving him the structure, the last thing he gives is this blessing to end it up. So we're going, let's talk about the Father. The Lord bless you and keep you. So what is the role of the Father is to bless and to protect to speak identity and purpose. That's, right. That's the role of the Father, right? The Lord wants to bless you and keep you, to claim you as his, right? We're gonna to get to the, the latter part I kind of talk about adoption, but let's talk about first God as the Father. So the first time God is thought of as Father is actually in Deuteronomy 32, six. Or it says, do you thus deal with the Lord, O foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father who bought you? There's that keep you part. He is, is he not your father who bought you? Has he not made you and established you? So this is actually Moses' song over the people. So in Deuteronomy at this time, when the people have not behaved as they should behave, this is like the song that he put forth right before he died. 
Thanks, Moses. <laughs> really encouraging. And he knew, he prophesied that they would wander even more in, his, in yeah. his, his song and his words, that he knew what kind of hearts the people had, that he knew that they would wander. What a heart, this, actually this has hit me now, think of as a leader, knowing that your people are just not gonna get it. That must have been hard. That must have been really hard. Sorry, I'm just letting that, that settle in. Like, wow, that must have been hard. But knowing that God is still faithful, that's the, there's so much hope in this blessing, though. Like, for him to still know that that was, but know that there's going to be something along the way, this blessing. But the Israelites, when I was talking about the wandering, the Israelites did not trust in God as father, as provider and protector, which led to wandering. Right? If we have mistrust in God, it leads us to wander. If we can't trust in his provision, in his protection, we're going to go looking for that somewhere else. We're going to wander to other things. And that's what the Israelites did. They wandered because they did not trust in God as the Father. And what's always so fascinating to me in the Old Testament, and I've even um, taught about some of the families, that God is, uses families quite often in the Old Testament to preserve the seed, to preserve the promise of Jesus. That was the whole purpose. I spoke on Ruth um, a while back, that he used that family to, again, to preserve a generation he does that with David. He does that with Joseph. Like he, he constantly, if you have to, we always have to remember that the Old Testament is connected to the New Testament. It's not separate, right? And the purpose of the Old Testament is actually to show us God's promise throughout generations. He's keeping that promise for Jesus to come. The whole purpose of the Old Testament is for Jesus to come into the New Testament. That's the whole purpose of the Old Testament. But God consistently uses families. And not just in the Old Testament. What I love about the New Testament, Lydia, is a story I love. Because one thing with Lydia and then with the, the, um, the guard, the, the guard at the prison, is that what happens when they got saved, they went to their families and their whole household got saved. There's words in that verse where there's our whole household. That God is so about families. And it's beautiful. But again, like in just the Old Testament, that preservation of generation to generation to bring forth Jesus and the whole purpose is what? So we can then be adopted into his family. The whole purpose of Jesus is for the, to, the God of Israelites would not just be the God of the Israelites, that he would be the God of all yep. mankind. And how we get access to that is through Jesus. How we all get access to that is through Jesus. That God's heart is for adoption. To bless you and keep you. Then there's so many verses about adoption in the New Testament. Right? There's John 1.12. There's Romans 8.14 to 16. There's Galatians 4. 4 to 7. There's Ephesians 1, 5. There's 1 John 3, 1 to 2. I'm going to read one of them, John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, 
Romans 8, 14 to 16, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, those, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Again, this is, and then Galatians 4, 47. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons, because you are sons. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. It's just beautiful. God's heart is for adoption, to embrace all, that this is the heart of the Father, again, to bless you, to keep you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Next one. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. <gasps> that face. What's that first part? His face shines upon you. Right away, I was like, Daniel and Revelation. Daniel and Revelation. So Daniel 10.6, his body was like barrel, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire. His arms and feet like burnished bronze in color and the sounds of his words like the voice of the multitude. Again, his eyes like torches of fire. His face shine upon you. Revelation 1.14, his head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. May his face shine upon you. That's Jesus right there. And be gracious to you. Jesus is the mercy of God. Yep. He is the mercy of God. He received the punishment yes. that was ours. Jesus is the mercy of God, the graciousness of God, the grace of God. 1 Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. The Old Testament is also about Jesus. We have to see that, that it's all about Jesus, that his son coming forth. This verse screams it, screams it. And again, what we have the Bible, interpreting the Bible right there, this face shine upon you, be gracious to you. That is Jesus right there. Just, it's, <laughs> and then like we started singing today and like almost like yeah, it's just unplanned, unplanned unless you, you watch the video in Spanish. Well, was, I was speaking in English um, and I was in preaching in Spanish. <laughs> but um, our one friend, Josefina, she did an amazing job interpreting. We love her. She goes to our good friend's church in, in Rutherford there. Um, but we didn't plan that. And just, I felt like those songs are just, it's about the triune God, the holy, 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 and just Jesus, you're beautiful. Just, again, like this face shine upon you. Just the beauty of Jesus is just something that we can't, our human eyes can't fully behold. We can't. But there's so much beauty in him. I know it feels like, even when I spoke on Sunday, it feels like I go through it quickly. But just again, to see, I encourage you, when you do look at scripture, there's so much more God wants to reveal to you that it all connects. 
like that's and it's just this, the power of it too like for anyone that wants to discredit his word you can't if you really look at it his word is so perfect and it's there's no contradictions like there's no contradictions here there is something that we're talking about something in numbers God speaking to Moses that connects something to what Daniel saw, that connects something to what John saw in Revelation. You're talking about many different people in one unity about one thing. The last one, Holy Spirit. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Right away that peace, the comforter. Holy Spirit, his, the presence, the peace comforter of Holy Spirit. John 14, 16 to 17, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Verses on the Holy Spirit, there's about what that was one in John, there's two more I list there. Luke 4:18, and then Pentecost in Acts 2 to 1, 4. And I put a little asterisk there for me to remember if, if I'm gonna read this one part. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were in unity. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. So what's fascinating here, what did the Holy Spirit do? He brought unity, which brings peace. He also brought, this is the, now we see the Father in this too, because what did this make way for? Adoption. Again, this is a strategic God. Again, Pentecost was so strategic of the time it happened because it happened to happen at a time where hundreds of thousands of people were gathered from all different nations. Now they're about to hear the, the truth of Jesus and what now they're going to go back with the truth of Jesus, with that spirit of adoption for people to come to him through the, the touch of the Holy Spirit, through the promise of the Holy Spirit, the truth of Jesus goes forth, so the Father's will be done for those to be adopted into his family. Because I know I didn't mention earlier, but earlier on my slide about the Father, what is the true blessing of the Father? It's Jesus. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. The blessing of God is Jesus. That is the blessing of God. So, Besides, you know, getting a little bit of a Bible lesson here, because it's important for us to know the word. It's important. But what also, what also does it mean? So there's more thoughts I have kind of written here. That through adoption, now we receive this blessing. Right? Through adoption, this blessing that was spoken from the beginning of the formation of the nation of Israel is now our blessing that is for us, that God's heart is to bless his people, that God desires to bless you and keep you. That's God's desire, to claim you, to adopt you into his family. How does he do that? Through Jesus. 
That's how he does it. Now, who is his family? There's verses about that that we have to consider. Matthew 12, 50, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Matthew 27, 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So what is God's will? Well, guess what? There's verses for that, right? Matthew 17, 5, while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, and who am I well pleased? Hear him. In the, in the gospels, God audibly speaks twice, right? In one of those times, there's a directive from God himself. Three times this week, sorry. There's a directive from God himself. What is it? To hear him. To hear Jesus. Yep. That is the will of the Father. That's right. That we would hear Jesus. That we would hear him, listen to him, to do his will, to do what Jesus said. That is the will of the Father. So when we have this whole turmoil, oh, God, what's your will for me? God, what's your will? It's Jesus. And guess what? Jesus fits in every part of your life. He doesn't just fit here on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings. No, he actually fits in every part of your life. If what, what did I say, talk about earlier with the mission strip? If we say yes and give him room, it's up to us how we respond, right? Just like the Israelites, it was up to them to respond. God set up the whole structure. God set it up all for them to be blessed, to be in their happy place in two weeks, but they chose not to. They chose to fight, to go against what he said, and put them through a hard 40-year journey that a lot of the original people did not make it there. It was the next generation. I don't know about you, but if I, there's something God wants for me now, I want it for me and my next generation. Yeah. I don't want it to skip me <laughs> and just go to them. No, I want it to. Yeah. Because what there's promises in there for generations to be blessed. Right? It doesn't have to skip me. And even generations, I hope it never, doesn't skip any of my generations. I want every generation from me on to get what God has for me and for Amen. us Amen. and for them. I don't want it to skip a generation. But God, God will get a generation. He is faithful in that because he did get a generation. He's continuing to get generations that will follow him and say yes to him. He will get God will get what he wants, because he's God. Just so good. <laughs> thank, thank God. Thank God he's God. So now what? We, we want to be his family. We know his will. We listen to Jesus. So now what? This keep on going with this blessing. Who was directed to say the blessing? The priest. Aaron and his sons, the priests. What are we now? Priests. Priest. We are priests. Through Jesus and through us, the nations will be blessed. Yep. It's our job as priests to bless the nations through the Great Commission to go on and speak the truth to the whole world. That's our job now. We are the priests to speak, to speak the blessing over God's people, to speak the blessing 
over the nations. In 1 Peter 2, 4-5, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God, and precious you also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It's our job now to speak that blessing. And one, again, what's the whole blessing is God, the triune God, is the completeness of God. What's fascinating, me, fascinating to me in this whole thing is that what God gave this, again, to Aaron and his sons, to the nation of Israel, this is something that was continually spoken throughout the synagogue, right? This is something that's a traditional blessing. They are continually speaking the blessing of the triune God over that nation for thousands of years. Within that, God built in his whole trinity within the blessing he told his people to speak. Jesus was spoken over them from the beginning of the formation of that nation. From the beginning of the formation, God was trying to show him his complete self within the blessing. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. The whole, they were, he put in the whole package, all of him. But they didn't see it. But it's not to be like, oh, look at us, we got it now. <laughs> There's many things God's trying to show us. Think of all the things probably God has spoken over you and spoken over you, things that maybe someone else has spoken over you and you just, you're like, okay, you receive it, you receive it, but you don't get the whole picture. But God wants to show you the whole picture. God wants to be, wants to reveal it to you, that he is faithful in that that he's so faithful that he stuck with, he stuck with them and made a way every time. And that's, that's hard to think about that, like, wow, like what a good God to, to continually to be with, with people that even now that, we, that can be totally just not with him, like to be against what he says, to, to just not understand, yet he's faithful to be with us and to make a way. He continually makes a way. And we can see that in our own life, that we, we thank, that we're so great, great, grateful. We're so grateful for the times that the truth has been spoken over us and spoken over us and spoken over us. And then finding that moment, it's like, oh, I finally got it. You know, it's just like maybe he was hoping you would have got it a while ago, but let's celebrate you got it. You finally got it. And it's okay when you finally got it. And to not be self-bitter about the times you didn't. To not be self-bitter or self-hatred for years wasted. Because God is so good at redeeming those years. He is so good at redeeming that. Right? That even with Moses, like he stood overlooking his promise. But then we know in the New Testament, he comes standing in the promise and with the promised one. Right? As the pastor says, including pastor. 
twice. I quoted you twice, at I least. Good. That's, that's my job. <laughs> but again, I just, I, it's just what I love so much about looking at scripture is just seeing like the whole picture and just really seeing like kind of like zooming out and zooming in, kind of having that both like, let me zoom out like, wow, God, like you really, you're over this all. And then to really zoom in and look, oh wait, this part connects to there, this part connects to there. And he's, all it takes is just a little bit of time and an open book, and a program like Logos didn't, <laughs> didn't hurt, but just there's so many resources to us now yep. It's like we don't have an excuse. Like there's so many resources to us now. And to allow, again, scripture, because you always want to be careful, because just because you listen to things and speakers and preachers, even us, like you can fact check us. Like I think you even said it before. You know, like it's always good to like, more you're in the word, the more you're going to know and understand. That was a dangerous place the church was at one point, right? When the, the higher ups knew the word, but... Everyone else was illiterate, right? That's what Martin Luther fought for, for the, 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 the Bible to be made plain, like so everyone can understand it, so it can be read, so everyone can read it. Can be, so that's, it's a dangerous place to be when only certain people know it and not everybody else. We want everyone to fully know the word because yep. right. it's really, really important. Yep. So as we end, I'm going to end before 10 o'clock. <laughs> Not good. But let's look over. I want to go back to. <laughs> What's that? <It's> bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to this beginning. All right, let's look over the whole thing one more time. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, let's say this together. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you. Father, we thank you for the blessing of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here, as has been promised, that you are here to comfort us and to help us. And Father, we just thank you that, that you are so good, that you desire for each person to come into your family. And we just want to contend. I just invite anyone, just contend for those around you that need to know the Father. That we want to speak salvation over family members and friends and neighbors and whole communities. That we just speak salvation over the community of West New York. That we speak blessings over them. That the Lord may bless them and keep them. That Jesus, you would shine upon them. The Holy Spirit, you would give them peace. So help us to contend for that, God. Help us to be the voice that helps those to come to you. That we thank you, Jesus, that you're so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Rescue Church Podcast. 
For more information, visit rescuechurch.tv slash invite.